You are listening to episode 32 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. I'm so excited today to share with you an interview that I recently did with a fellow physician coach. Ladies, buckle your seatbelts. It is so good. As you know, we cover lots of different topics here, but today we're diving in deep and we're going to talk about women and sexuality and how we can create more desire and enjoy more pleasure in our everyday lives. Here we go. I am so excited to have the most wonderful guest today for all of you. I have here today, Dr. Sonia Wright, and I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, Michelle, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm like, it's an honor to be here. And I laugh so much because we're neighbors. We don't live that far apart, but this is like the closest we've oh, been together. So that's great. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Sonia Wright. I'm a medical doctor, a pediatric radiologist, to be exact. I'm a sexual counselor and I'm a life coach and I've actually worked in a sex toy store. So I kind of bring all those things together and I'm the midlife sex coach for women and I'm I'm a sex coach. (laughs) Yeah. Yay. I am so excited because my listeners are a bunch of physician moms and I'm always trying to give them little tips about how to care for themselves. And we are up leveling it today. So when I reached out to you, you know, I said, I really would love you to come on and speak to the women. You mentioned a word in several different ways. I'd like you to explain a little bit. Permission. Why is that so important? You know, um, permission, I think, is so important because it's allowing ourselves to access what we actually need. Women, mothers, doctors, we're always focused on other people, right? We're time taking care of their needs, making sure our kids are okay, making sure our partners are okay, making sure our patients are well taken care of. We don't focus on ourselves. We don't give ourselves permission to even look at what we might need. It's not even like fulfill what our needs are, but even look and see if we have needs to begin with. So I find that starting with permission is an important place to start to be, to allow. Allowing is another word that I like, you know, allow yourself to look and see what are your needs that need to be met? You know, what are your self-care needs? What are your pleasure needs? You know, what are your sexual needs? You know, all those things. Right. And it, you know, you focus on helping women with sexual um, health and, but you, you see, and I see how that expands everywhere. I have so many women that I work with or hear from that have a hard time even thinking about what do I want for me? Like a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. You know, and I love working with women physicians. I do. Uh, I do group coaching with everybody, with any woman that has sexual issues and wants to work on them. But I also do um, private coaching 
life coaching with physicians. And, uh, and that's where I started was working with women physicians. And then I kind of expanded from there. Women physicians are a unique group of people. You know, we have been indoctrinated into this system, right? And the huh. system says we don't take care of our own needs. We don't even recognize, like we are disconnected from our body. So, so often we don't even know what we possibly need. Like we can't even tell if we need to go to the bathroom, you know? <laughs> right. Well, we're trained that way, right? right? We grow up in a society where we as women are told we should care for others, right? That's sort of a societal message that we've received. Then we did our medical training and you're right. We learned to even ignore basic human desires. Like I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So if we're taught that not that we can't trust our body, but to separate from our body. And so, and everything is about delayed gratification just through our training years and then yes. continuously focusing on other people. We really don't have a sense of who we are and what we need and that it's okay to, to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. So where do you start with somebody who is just saying like, you know what, I put myself last. I mean, this is something, and again, not like, oh, like a martyr, although there's a little bit of that, that we hear, but just that I have so many things to do between work and caring for my children and maybe caring for an ailing parent. I just don't have time for me, let alone, you know, get all excited and, you know, heated up. Right. So where, how, how do you answer that question? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't jump straight to the sexual stuff. Yeah. Because self-care is so important. Like are your basic needs being met? Nutrition, ah. exercise. Let's deal with those before we're, you know, focusing on the rest of it. Right. But when we're talking about putting everybody else before us, we usually have this story or this scenario in our mind that it's better that everybody else go before us, like to take care of their needs is more important than to take care of our needs. And yes, there may be some martyrdom going on as well, but there's this concept that um, for some reason, it's better to take care of everybody else and, and it's preferential or it's better that my needs are last. And so where I start is, is actually looking at why do you think it's better that your needs are last and how actually could it be that if you put your needs first, and you meet those needs and you come from a place of wellness, both physically and emotionally and mentally, that you could actually then do even more for other people. So it's kind of like shifting the focus from everybody else to yourself and then shifting the reasons why, right? Because we're life coaches, right? So yeah. what, are, what are we thinking about when we think that we should be last versus what are we thinking about when we should prioritize? We are talking about prioritize our wants and our needs first, and then make sure that everybody else is taken care of, but first and foremost, yourself. Wonderful. So I like that because, you know, here we are, I've got this amazing sex coach on, everyone's going to be saying, hey, let's, let's figure that out. But what I'm hearing from you is that, yes, that comes, but first we need to realize that we can take care of ourselves and it's not selfish to do so. Yeah. And, and look, if we like if I were somebody that's like, yeah, you don't need to take care of yourself. You're worn out. You're tired. You're exhausted physically and emotionally. But let's just figure out how do you can get it on with your partner because your partner wants more sex or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound so awesome. That's yeah. more giving away of ourselves. Yeah. And you're like running on fumes as it is. Yeah. And I'm like, let's get excited and let's no, that's, no. That's but, but I do hear from some women that they feel guilty and they feel bad that they've got nothing left and they, they see their partner and they love their partner and they think, oh, you know, I'm feeling bad that I don't have anything left to give to them. 
or, you know, you do it out of some kind of obligation, which is never really awesome. Yeah. And tell me how much are you enjoying sex when you're doing it out of obligation? I'm totally about the pleasure and the fun of sex. This is fun. Everybody that's listening on this podcast, this sex is fun. It's meant to be fun. It's connection. It's satisfaction. It's pleasure. It's all the good stuff. But when we're doing it, what what I call to-do list sex, where you put it on your list, you're like, oh, I haven't had sex in a couple of weeks. My partner is going to be complaining about this. Let me slip, put it on my list. And then, you know, check it off, slap on some lube and get to it. Right. Yeah. Was that fun? I, I don't know about you. I love sex, but I wouldn't want to do that. Like, it, no. And you're speaking to my people because again, I hear that there's so much to do and yes, that they know that's, you know, not the only part of the relationship, but they want to foster that part of the relationship. Right. But when it does become obligatory and to-do list, like not so fun. And so like, it's no wonder that it's not at the top of the list, right? If it's not fun, like, why do you want to sign up for that? Why do you want to do it? So like I work with my clients to figure out how to make it fun again for them. Yeah. Very good. So I want to ask you, like, how do we make it fun again? Could you give us just a little, I know that it's, you know, multi-step approach, I would imagine, but just like one little nugget, what might be something for people to think about or where do you start? Yeah. So, you know, I hear so often from, well, I work with women. So I hear so often from women that like when they have sex, then they're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. I kind of like that. I forgot that. I, and then as soon as it's done, it's like out of their minds, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but if they can get to that place where they remember why it's fun for them. And, and so another thing that I focus on is, you know, I'm the midlife sex coach for women. And part of my focus is on, okay, you're in this part of your life. Let's work and figure out sexual intimacy so you can have it for the next 40 years from a place of pleasure and enjoyment. So let's focus on the pleasure. How can you enjoy this experience? How could you want to want it again? right? With recognizing all the stuff that's going on in your life, can you take the time for yourself to re-engage? And a lot of this has to do with your relationship with yourself. Like being Ah. sexual with somebody else starts with being sexual with yourself and, and being a sexual being, but also being your own best lover and looking at this and how can you be there for yourself? How can you make this a pleasurable experience? And how does being sexual, whether or not you have a partner, just enhance your life in general? And if, if I can help people to see the value and the importance of expressing their sexuality, engaging with their sexuality, the playfulness of it. And, you know, the joy that comes from having a fun sexual experience, it goes through with you throughout the day. It's not just, you know, that 10, 20, 50, an hour, two hours, five hour day in the bedroom, right? Depending on yeah. how to have That's it. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> What really struck me just in what you spoke, you say so many wonderful things, but what really struck me is that you said fun and playful. Like that sounds amazing. Of course, that's what folks want. So why do you think that fades away? I think part of it is we believe that we should not have to work at sex. Uh, We think that it should like, we look at the sex that we're having when we're in our twenties, but we don't look at the context of our life at that period of time. And we look and we're like, oh, you know, I was in the mood to have sex. I had sex. It was great. It was wonderful. You know, it was so much fun. My body's different. My life is like, they're like, they look at back at that time and they compare it to what's going on now. And they feel like something's missing. Something's lacking. Something's changed. Maybe they think they're broken in some way, but they're not recognizing, 
okay, so things are different. We just have to work it or approach this a different way. And that's okay. Instead yes. of have like something has gone wrong and it's going to be wrong forever. Uh, and gloom and let's just give it all up, right? Yeah, that's so good. It's just so funny because I hear so many people think something's gone wrong in other scenarios in their life, not necessarily relating with sexuality, but there's so much comparison, right? With our past selves, with maybe friends if we're having this conversation. And all it does is keep us stuck in thinking something's wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. We all have that one friend that has sex, like fabulous, amazing sex, and it's telling the whole world about it. And I'm happy for them, but that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the way I have sex or what's going on. And it's just, it's not like it can't ever be fixed. If you want something else, you just go and create it. Anything that's worth working on or doing like it's, it's, it's fine to have to work on it. Anything that you want, it's okay to work on it and to achieve your goal. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome because I think people do another layer of judgment is it shouldn't be so hard. Like it should just be automatic. Remember remember when that it just happened and now um, maybe it does take a little bit of work or what I'm going to steal from you is like, how can we make it a little more playful? Because that sounds fun, right? Yeah. How can we get away from the performance and everything has to be perfect and you have to have simultaneous orgasms or like all this shit. All the the sparkly (laughs) unicorns out there. It's like, you know what? How about we just come back to the basics, right? And you mentioned this too, like the self-pleasure, right? Like feeling good about that. You said that we should become our own um, best lover, right? And I think what I'm hearing from you is it's not just physicality that we need to be kind and gentle with ourselves, right? Tell me a little more about that. Yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, here's where the life coaching comes in, right? What are our thoughts around us as sexual beings? What's our thoughts around sex and sexuality just in general? You know, look at those thoughts and see, are these thoughts serving you? Sometimes these thoughts are things that were planted when we were 10, 11, 12 in our minds. You know, sex is wrong, sex is dirty, sex is, you're going to get an STI, like all these things that we might have in our mind about sex and sexuality. And, um, but we haven't really looked, we might be 40s, 50s now, right? And But yeah. we still are carrying around these thoughts from 20, 30 years ago that we don't need anymore. And we get to evaluate if these thoughts are serving us, if we want to let them go, if we want to get new thoughts, you know, what can help us to become that sexual being that we want to be and have those fun sexual experiences that we need to have. We don't have to focus on shame and guilt and judgment. And these are, these are the things that I see. I call them like emotional bullies, you know? Yeah helping you. They're just like, they're, you're, you're using your own mind against yourself, you know, beating yourself up and judging yourself and saying that it should be different. And, and, and none of that is necessary. We get to be kind to ourselves and we get to spend some time figuring out what we would like. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And I love that you say that things were planted when we were younger. And too, I think just from like our society, right? Like we just incorporate things into our mind that are just kind of like humming in the background that make us feel you know, a certain way that isn't, you know, bringing us the pleasure and the fun and playfulness that we desire. Speaking of desire, right? As life coaches, we love talking about emotions. Do you find that people want more desire? And is that helpful to try to conjure up desire? Or is it something different than that? Yeah. Now, desire libido is an interesting thing that shifts around. And it can be high or it can be low. It can be related to the length of a relationship. It could be 
associated with like hormonal changes and things like that. But most women will at some point in time shift between like what we call a spontaneous type of libido, which is what society says is the only type of libido and more of a response. Of course, sounds pretty uh, male centric. Excuse my, you know, patriarchal thought on that one. Please, can we talk about that too? Yeah. Like just the way the whole structure, I call it a lot of myths that society has perpetuated around sex and sexuality and specifically women's sexuality, where women's sexuality is supposed to mirror men's sexuality when when society gives the approval for it to mirror. Women are, are, are walking this really fine line between if they want sex, then they're hypersexual and they get called you know, words that maybe I shouldn't use on your podcast, or if they don't want it enough, you know, then they're considered frigid or whatever. But it's like, who's this? Who's the standard here? You know, who gets to say what the standard is? And who's comparing, you know, none of that makes any sense, but it just serves to make us miserable. And it just Mm -hmm. something we can give up. So yes, there's this concept of spontaneous libido. And then there's this concept of a more responsive or receptive libido. And we can shift between the two and, and and the more responsive libido, that's coming from more of a place of neutrality where you're not like waking up going, whoa, I'm horny. I'd really like to get me some right now. You're just yeah. like, well, you know, it's a good day here. I Maybe I could engage in sex or maybe I could fold the laundry and both would give me equal amount of pleasure. Like you're coming from this place where you're like, eh. Yeah. But then we start thinking something has gone wrong because it's not the the, you know, booty call libido, where we're just like, Hey, how you doing? Come on yeah. over here. Right. Yeah. And that's okay that it's different, but in our minds and society says something has gone wrong, but 70% of women function from this responsive libido. If 70% of women are functioning from this place, has something gone wrong? No, not at all. And I want women to hear this. Nothing has gone wrong. As a family physician, I've talked to women about sexuality over the years. I'm certainly not an expert like you. And yet, you know, we they get so concerned that they've got low libido. And, you know, at one point along the journey, I heard at a conference that there's so some something called low sexual desire syndrome yeah. for women. And I was like, you know, I think like 70% of us, this is how it goes. And there is responsiveness, right? That can occur. And so how do we tap into that? So it sounds to me like desire is not the solution, right? And it's not a problem if it's not real high. Or again, tell me a little bit more about that. Decide if it's a problem or not, right? That's first of all, there are medications out there. And it's kind of got a mixed response in terms of if they work or not. And I usually leave that up to the gynecologist to make that. Like when we're sitting there and we're looking at this situation, our biggest sex organ is always going to be our mind. It's always going to be our mind, right? And as a life coach, I tap into the mind. Yes. Let's look at this. Let's figure this out, right? The majority of people can become sexual and can become interested in sex. And there's usually different triggers or different things that make them more interested in sex. And then we have these ideas that, oh, we can't use those, right? We, we, we have, it has to be like some pure, spontaneous thing. So why are we beating ourselves up and making life harder for ourselves, right? 
Yes. It's kind of like, instead of just doing the hundred yard dash, we're doing the hundred yard hurdle dash. Like we're just, we're putting shit in there that doesn't need to be there. If we were just saying to ourselves, it's okay, whatever it is that helps me get interested in sex and sexuality is fine. You know, it's fine if I listen to erotica. It's fine if I want to text my partner throughout the day. It's fine if I want to use a sex toy. I'm laughing because my whole studio area is full of sex toys everywhere. Woo-hoo, I wish we could see this, but uh, perhaps I'll just have to get information about that later. But I wish I could like get a picture and share with yeah, everybody. Like we have all these stupid ideas about how things should be and shouldn't be. And some yeah. people are like, oh, if I use a sex toy during sex and my partner's not going to think they're a good partner, I'm like, yeah, or maybe you'll enjoy yourself and you'll want some more sex, right? And then maybe you and your partner will get it on and have much more fun. Look at this and decide what you want to think about this, right? Well, you can always, always choose your thoughts and choose thoughts that are serving you and figure out what makes you more interested in sex and then go towards that if that's what you choose. But I'm certainly not here to tell somebody that they have a problem. Right. That would be the first thing is that like, if they say that they'd like to work on this, that's fine. But if, if they're not engaging in sexual intimacy and they're happy and their partner is happy, I'm not here to say that they need to be engaging it two times a week or anything like that. It, it's up to the, each individual person and the people in the relationships. Yes, that's so important to, to mention. But again, I know you hear it all the time and I hear it too. I'm just a general life coach for physician moms, but it comes up typically with this feeling of sadness and guilt that they're not more interested. Um, So I also looking at what the hell's going on in their life, right? Like that they're acting like, okay, when I was 20, I had this great sex drive and now I'm 45 and I don't have it. Yeah. But they're not mentioning that I got three kids running around the house, jobs, they've got notes that they're taking home at night. They're exhausted. Like they don't have room to even relax and enjoy and explore this. Right. But they're completely, what it was in the past and what's currently happening. I haven't even talked about our concept of body image and what society says should be sexy. You know, all this stuff in performance. Am I taking too long to come? Like all this stuff that's in our minds, you know? Oh my goodness. That's really impacting us. Yes. Well, I'm curious because again, the, the scenario that you mentioned is very classic for my listeners that they are working, they've got kids running around, they've got things to do at home, they have notes to finish, everything that you just mentioned. What's one little tip? Now, again, we will talk about how people can work with you and like learn more. And that's probably the number one solution. But any ideas how they can even just move a little bit in the direction that they'd like to consider themselves and their pleasure as important. Yeah. So I like, I like these little phrases. So there's this concept of should do sex, what you think you should be doing, shifting that concept over to would do sex, which is what would you do if you're just having fun? You need to let go of in order to just have fun. What is it performance side of thing? Is it like having an orgasm within five minutes? Is it, you know, having to lose 10 pounds before you can have fun? Like, what is it in your mind that is holding you back from having the fun, you know, and just focusing on the fun? Yeah. So what I'm just coming up in my mind that I know I've heard from people is like, well, there's laundry to do and the kitchen is a mess and like the kids just went down and now I should really be working on cleaning up. So do they need to just learn to put that aside? Or what would you say to a woman who has that scenario? Yeah, there's so many different ways. Like this is the fun of it. Like they get to decide what they want to do, right? Is it that they need chore play 
and you know they can talk to their partner. Oh my gosh, say that again. Chore play. Oh my gosh, that just blew my mind. Like maybe their form of foreplay is to have somebody like, yeah, if you want to get it on, you know, and, and there's all these things that need to be done. Well, let's figure that out together. And we'll, oh my we'll- gosh, that is just brilliant. Yeah. So let's, let's do that. Or is it that, you know, give yourself some slack and, and everything doesn't have to be folded. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. maybe you start with having pleasure time with yourself. So you can remember what it feels like yes. and what you like and how to engage. And, you know, go ahead and buy a, a new vibrator. If you've got a vibrator that's got batteries in it from like the 1990s, it's okay to go and get a new vibrator because these things are amazing nowadays, right? They've got like 10 speed settings and oscillations and, and some are thuddy and like this. So you get to explore and you get to have fun with this. Any recommendations and I can make sure I get them into the show notes. Any recommendations if someone says, oh my gosh, that's something I've never even considered before. Where would you send them? I would send them to smittenkittenonline.com, which is where I train. They are so amazing. Uh, they First of all, it's like um, they're folk, all the, everything that they sell there is toxic free. Like it's body, it's good and safe for the body. So that's like, yes. the, and then um, everybody that works there has been, I was trained for like six weeks. Like they spent an extended period of time. I already have my sexual counseling training got a certificate in that, but also like they also will spend a lot of time training people. Like, so everybody has the information. It's a great place. The products there are just well-chosen. And, um, and actually if you use this code, Dr. Sony, you can get like a discount. I don't get any money back. I love this place. And so whatever I can do to, you know, to send people there so that they can look and see the fun factory, um, makes a number of different products. I love their products, but also they have this, um, the Volta has kind of like these little dolphin fin top tips so that you can put it on the clitoris, but you can also put it in all other areas of the vulva. So you can explore your vulva, you can find where your pleasure zones are. And so I just love this one. Um, Let's see if I have my Dame. Mm, uh, My Dame, D-A-M-E. POM, P-O-M, is also a lovely starter one. It's got a number of different um, speeds on it. It's got good power. And it's just really just the streamlined nature of it. It's so pretty as well, you know? So these yeah. are like ones that I suggest people start with. Or sometimes people like to start with bullet vibrators. And okay. so that's kind of another option. Let's see if I have my bullet. I don't have my bullet vibrator. And what I'm hearing you say is this helps women explore their own, you know, yeah. areas of pleasure, right? And maybe that haven't been explored offers. before. We, and maybe explored. Yeah. make it a little more enjoyable for yourself and with your partner. It can yeah. be something that you do on your own or with your partner to increase the enjoyment. And again, just kind of like the fun and play, right? Fun and the play. Yeah. And learned your, like our bodies change all the time. Things that were, that stimulated us and were pleasurable in the past may not be as pleasurable now. And that is okay. We just need to recognize that things shift around and we get to explore and we get to see what is, what is the thing that's going to stimulate us at this point and give us pleasure. And it's okay to just keep exploring and, and having fun with this. Definitely. Oh my gosh, this has been so amazing and so helpful. A few takeaways that I have is number one, our brain is like so important, right? The biggest sex organ, I think you said. Yes. Yes. And number two, it's like, let's make this fun. And then my favorite is this chore play. Like, I think we should like make t-shirts. No, maybe not, but (laughs) that's just kind of a neat concept to think, what do I need to allow for the fun? 
Right. Yeah. What do you need? What works for you? Right. What are the things that make you more interested in engaging in sexual intimacy and also recognizing what are the things that make you less interested in engaging in sexual intimacy? Now, I didn't make up the term chore play. It's been out yeah. there. I don't want to right. But it's still amazing because I've never heard it. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Um, but still know who you are as a sexual being. Right. So if it's like I need clean sheets because that makes me more relaxed or whatever, then yes. put your clean sheets on, right? Yes. If you need uh, maybe your partner to be clean shaven or whatever, you know, if you need to read erotica ahead of time, whatever it is, it's all fine. You don't have to judge yourself, but just make this fun, right? Yeah. And just, again, you said it and I've said it. I'm just going to repeat it one last time. Like nothing's gone wrong here. Nothing. Has and happened. I think when we start looking at it from a place of curiosity, what do I want? How can we expand on that? Like that's when things really start to open up. That's so so I am so yeah. excited you're here. And you mentioned a few things like I need to have you on another time to talk about the, you know, like the body image stuff that comes up. I think that would be really nice to talk about sometime um, with my podcast listeners out there, right? That's something that a lot of us deal with. But today I really did just want to focus on this um, sexuality piece. Um, because again, I hear, I hear women concerned about it, that they think that something is wrong with them. And what I'm hearing from you is like, no, nothing's wrong. And this is an evolution for these midlife women. Like things can still be amazing. Yeah. In fact, maybe more fun. Oh, absolutely. I'm 55. Yeah. I'm having the best sex in my life. Like So wonderful. So I know everybody's going to want to learn more about you and how they can work with you to like, number one, clean up their mind a little bit and then like blow their own minds and, you know, have just amazing, uh, fun and pleasurable sex. So tell us how people can get in touch with you and how they can work with you. Yeah. So um, how to get in touch with you. You can always find me at uh, soniawrightmd.com. That's always the easiest place. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, yeah. my program, which is Own Your Sexuality Now. And once a year, I do a special CME course, which is like it incorporates all the aspects because I love dealing with uh, women and women's health and women's sexuality, but that I also love the physician wellness and I kind of put it all together. And so my course with the CME edition, it, you can get up to 25 uh, credits. Whoa, um, that's yeah. amazing. Well, it's a 12-week course, and we're focusing on three aspects of it. One is the women's sexual health, because we didn't get that. Let's be truthful. We didn't get it in medical school, right? And so we're getting it out on our own and figuring it out on our own. But I'm like putting it all together in one place. I have tons of guest speakers and we're going to come and talk around like general urinary syndrome of, of menopause, infertility, pregnancy, ADHD, all these things and how cancer and trauma. We have a pelvic floor physical therapist. We're going to talk about HSDD, which has to do with like low libido issues, kink and alternative relationship structures and STI. So we're, we're bringing that all together for the sexual health, women's sexual health information component. But then there's a component where women actually get to, women physicians get to actually look and assess their own situation in terms of sexuality and look at it and address any concerns that they want to. And I do the coaching in that aspect of the course. And it can be anonymous so you, they can always get the help that they need and not have to be like, hey, I'm dealing with this issue. So we have the anonymous factor in there as well. And Wonderful. then the third part that we have as well is the women's wellness, the physician wellness, because I think that that is so important to deal with. Sexuality is always in the context of our life, right? Yes. So putting the focus on women's wellness as well. And then, you know, just 
focusing on time management and relationship and parenting and, you know, exercise, like whatever it is that we need to do to get people to this place where they can be relaxed and taking care of themselves and focusing on themselves and giving themselves that permission for self-care. So it's really the self-care aspect of it. So um, I'll give you a, a um, link to sign up for the waiting list. And it starts in September and it goes into the beginning of December. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And this is for physician women? That's for physician women. Yes. And if um, and then I also have a monthly membership called Your Empowered Sexuality, and that's for any woman. And that's $97 a month. And that is just so that women can get the coaching that they need and then just get um, access to a number of different things. We have a book club and some other fun stuff in there as well. But so that you can access sexual counselor, sex coach on, on an affordable basis, because I think that sounds that's absolutely cool. amazing. Like everybody needs to go sign up for that right now. And do they access that from your website? Um, yes, they can access it from the website. So the... Um, the CME edition of the Own Your Sexuality Now, they need to get on the wait list because that's only offered once a year. And how do they get on that? Because that's coming up quick, September, yeah. and my gals are going to want to sign up for this. How do they get on your wait list? Yes, I'm going to give you the link so that you can put it in your show. Got it. You can just go directly there and get on the wait list. And then um, that will open up in the beginning of, of September. And then we're going to get started from there. It's going to be so good. It sounds absolutely amazing. I mean, it sounds like it incorporates so many different things and that wellness stuff, right? Like with the pandemic that's been going on, people are struggling, right? Exactly. And again, sex gets at the bottom, but like you're going to really not only talk about how to be well and whole, you're going to be talking about, you know, sexual health. It sounds phenomenal. So wonderful. What a gift that you are offering all of us. Definitely. This is my passion, you know, yeah. women, physician, wellness, and sexual health for women and putting it all together. And it, it's it's what I want to do. I like have this mission to positively impact the sex lives of millions of women. And so I'm coming at it from both aspects, right? If I can help the women physicians and then they can go out and they'll feel comfortable talking about sex, do this work and, and have fun. Because Yes, let's make it like pleasurable and fun. And have fun, right? And I have toy unboxing throughout the program. So we talk about all the toys as well because I love toys. So we Oh my gosh. Well, it's like adult play, right? Like sometimes we forget that we are here on earth to like experience it all. And part of that is having fun. Having fun, exactly. exactly. And being playful. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. My heart is just full and I'm just so honored to have had this conversation with you. And I know my listeners are going to be over the moon, excited and getting signed up for uh, your program. Well, thank you so much I mean, for having me on your Absolutely. <laughs> but before we end, I do just want to make sure, was there anything else that you think that people need to hear? Stop judging yourself. Honestly, if, if there's anything that you can take away, stop beating yourself up, be kind to yourself, figure out how to love yourself, give yourself permission to be okay wherever you're at right now, recognize nothing has gone wrong and anything that you want, you can have, you may have to work for it or at it. And that is also okay. Oh my gosh. That is just the perfect ending to a most wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one -on -one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.